Welcome to Switched On with Paul Moderman and James Wood. Strap in for great chats with super smart people on SAP solutions, Microsoft Azure cloud development, and everything in between. And welcome back to Switched On with Paul Moderman and James Wood. I am, of course, the aforementioned Paul Moderman, and with me today is James Wood. Say hi, James. Hello. There he is, guys. The, the, you know, short but sweet. James never <laughs> he never disappoints with getting right to the point. Today we have, I would say, a let's see, like a groundbreaking, momentous, a an earth shattering guest of of epic proportions. And I, I always say this, but this time it's true. This guest completely obliterates all the other guests in the world. If we t- if we had no other guests and only this guest and only this episode we'd be okay. So without further ado, to help us close out our series on cleaning up the multi-vendor mess, we have with us Holger Bruchild. Holger, Holger, please give us, give us the, give us the amazing intro. Give us, give us all the things that anybody would ever want to know about you and your place in the universe. (laughs) Well, thank you. Very much, Paul uh, yeah. um, and James, for the for the introduction. B- before I start with my introduction, I I have to leverage a little your your intro. I I'm, I'm certainly I, I'm flattered, but but I'm certainly not epic. And I I was extremely happy to to listen to your your previous shows um, with Emma, with Shane, with Matthias, and mm. um, I hope I can do a similar good job as as they uh, talking about this topic because I think these episodes were, were really fantastic and I, I love the way how, how both of you are really leading or guiding the the, the guests through the through the episodes and, and asking them the right questions. So I, I, I hope I can do justice to that, but let's let's see. Yeah, yes. so, so uh, we'll find out, right? <laughs> we'll find out. Yes, exactly. So yeah, my my name is Holger Bruchelt. I'm a program manager here at Microsoft now. I'm living in Germany. I've um, worked now with Microsoft for um, roughly five years. I'm starting in the global black belt team, working on SAP on Azure, then going into the cloud solution architect role. And now, yeah, I'm in the program management for SAP architecture and integration. So basically I'm working at Microsoft, but working very closely with colleagues at SAP to see how we can bring different tools, different services, different solutions closer together so that customers can can benefit from investments that they have done both in, in SAP and, and Microsoft. Before I joined Microsoft, I was yeah a long time at SAP. So basically when I switched to Microsoft, I I only switched buildings. My my way to work, well, if it's not um, COVID, if, if I would go to the office, then it's just another building. So, so I'm still on campus at SAP. But as, at SAP, I was also starting in consulting. So that's why also the, the things that, that you talk about when um, working with customers that resonates very well to me because I I was there I was at the customer for a very long time working with the customer struggling together with the customer <laughs> finding stu- solutions but even at SAP I I also tried to go more into the product management role so my 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 last role or actually I even at SAP I, I started to work with SAP so those of you who have been around for a longer time, I, I started with Duet, uh, Duet Enterprise. So that was uh, the first joint product from from SAP and Microsoft. And um, at that time, I was I was working from the SAP side on this, 
And yeah, then I continued with the cloud. I did um, SAP Cloud Platform. I was in the program management for the, at that time, uh, SAP Cloud Platform, Mahana Cloud Platform, as it was yep. called sometimes. And yeah, and then I, I switched to Microsoft five years ago. So one, so thank you, by the way, uh, the, uh, a beautiful introduction. One thing I'm really curious about, you come from years ago, you have that's this tech giant SAP in your background. And now, of course, you're with another very large and well-known tech giant and living in the same place, doing doing a lot of life things the same. For you, what was what was the key to sort of thinking about that jump from SAP to Microsoft? Yeah, so, so at SAP, I was always very much working with the end users. So I, I started my career at SAP as the consultant for the enterprise portal, really trying to get the SAP user interface closer to the end user, make it easier to interact. And I, I, I continued this journey, basically. And when when working with these end users, obviously, I, I saw that the, the end user is using Outlook. They're, they're using the Office products and so on. So even when I was still at SAP, for me, I saw that there is a need from, from the end user, actually, to integrate SAP processes into the Office world. Um, and, and again, that's where we came up with Duet and, and Duet Enterprise, where we tried to help customers get their SAP processes in these information work and these productivity tools like like Outlook, like Excel, obviously, and and, and these kinds of things, or SharePoint then, then later on. So this this whole concept resonated extremely well with end users. Of course, there, there were a lot of issues with Duet. I would argue, and, and we, we can spend hours on this, um, <laughs> but um, I would argue technology was not necessarily ready yet. I mean, there, there were a lot of hurdles that we had to jump to, through to to get it right. actually working but yeah on on the bright side for, for for those customers where it did work it worked amazingly and we got mm-hmm. some fantastic feedback well still but the, the the world moved on obviously and i changed roles and um, sap gateway or sap netweaver gateway and um, came up with with odata as a as an open protocol we had new authentication technologies saml became an open standard or a, a standard that everyone across companies used and so on so right. there was a lot of evolution standardization going on and at some point in time well it brought me back to or i thought well microsoft is also a really great company and 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 when working yeah. with customers i saw microsoft come up over and over again. And then since I have been working um, even at SAP very closely with SAP colleagues, uh, sorry, with Microsoft colleagues, one thing came to another and then I I yeah, yeah. took an opportunity to join the global black belt team at, at Microsoft and, and work from the other side on yeah. similar topics, I would say. Yeah. That's right. And I'm glad you mentioned the the gateway and Odata stuff like that. Because that was that was one of the key I think that was one of the key like, I don't know if you call it like the end of duet, beginning of another era kind of things, right? But it's yeah. it's like momentous in terms of the the action going on at, at SAP today with this stuff. And even that, even if you still had there was a brief moment in the sun of 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 an Excel add-on mm-hmm. for Gateway that I, mm-hmm. I know of a couple places that actually made good use of that tool with that yep. specifically. So it like everything has like the long tail of like, even if it's not front and center of whichever org is like doing things, it it has a long tail of usefulness, but it also has this like, this like, it kicks up other things out of the mud, 
right? So getting gateway and OData and the little tools, whatever, and also like, you know, Fiori is related to that stuff, right? Absolutely. Because absolutely, right? And so getting all of those things kicked up through that stuff, it's like everything is kind of worth it in terms of, in terms of, how do I want to say this in a good way? Like in a weird way in tech, man, I don't know how to say this. In a weird way in tech, it's like, we should just not even care whether something fails because it's going to make other things happen anyway, almost. I don't know. I get, I get kind of excited about tech in that respect of like, I have, I have this, like, a couple things in my in my past of things that you know I've worked with folks and made and like uh, if you if I showed you the camera view of my house I'm not a billionaire right <laughs> but but all of those pieces still led to career things I've done technology things that I've been able to touch and all this kind of stuff and it's it's just worth it to fail okay 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 I'm sorry soapbox no but, but- I, can, <laughs> I fully agree. And and I think uh, you're, you're absolutely right. If we look at Duet Enterprise, it was not very successful, but SAP Gateway, part of Duet Enterprise, I think became one of the most popular services from the SAP side. So you're absolutely right. One thing failed, maybe it was not super successful, but the other thing or portions of that, they, they were really, really relevant. And I mean, just look at SAP Gateway used to be a separate add-on. Now it's part of the NetWeaver basis yeah. stack. So it's yeah. the adoption is huge. Well, it's an interesting story too. You know, where you're talking about, you know, customers wanting to extend the reach uh, of SAP because I'll, I'll never forget when Gateway was just starting to become a thing. I got invited to an event out at SAP Labs with the, the SAP rig mm-hmm. introducing Gateway. And so there, there's, you know, a large number of people in the audience and, you know, I'm talking, you know, to the people sitting to my left and my right. And there's a team there that was doing ASP.NET, Ruby yeah. on Rails. And like the one common theme was there are no ABOPers here. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. This is all like, you know, customers that are super excited about the possibility of, of starting to connect some of those dots, like you were saying. It's, mm-hmm. it's so interesting looking back as... I don't know how many people even remember Duet anymore, but it really, to to your point, I think was was a very important inflection point and in, and in where things have yeah. evolved, you know, today and I, here I th- in twenty twenty two. I think it's kind of key too in terms of our discussion as a topic is because Duet exists because there's two things that need to live together, right? And our topic for the season is like a multi-vendor approach to like many things living together in the same solution space, but not in one tool or in one software package, right? So Holger, tell us tell us more about your, your current work and your current life in terms of either Azure or maybe still SAP as, as a piece of that, that multi-vendor like complete mess that a lot of people see and how, maybe how you guys are, how you guys look at it from the Microsoft perspective, but also how you see, you know, customers or partners looking at that. I mean, there are obviously multiple layers, I would say. Sure. They're um, starting with the infrastructure layer. I think mm-hmm. that's that's one thing where SAP very much obviously is promoting the, the yeah. multi-cloud approach. So I always compare it similar like in the past when SAP was saying, well, Go with Oracle, DB2, SQL, or ASE, or whatever. We, we give you choice about the database. Now it's just one level higher, and, and SAP is saying, well, 
choose the vendor of choice of your your infrastructure. Go with GCP, right. go with AWS, go with Azure. So I think that is that is one thing that we see with with with, with customers, obviously, that, that come and see, well, now we want to migrate our ECC system to Azure. Maybe they want to do a conversion to S4 and they are looking for re-platforming, re-hosting their, their infrastructure and they are looking, well, which cloud provider should I choose? And um then that's obviously where, where we from from I mean I myself being from Microsoft obviously where where we show the value of of Azure as a as a trusted cloud provider for for SAP workload where we obviously talk about things like Microsoft Digital running SAP on Azure where we look at SAP IT running SAP on Azure where where we really can prove that. Um, from an from an enterprise point of view, and I think that's where where Microsoft is really really strong, where where we are coming from, really looking after the enterprise customers, where um, we see that customers, yeah, often select. Although you have this multi cloud choice, that they are saying, well, but for my SAP workload, I, I'm certainly not gonna split it into into multiple um, cloud providers, but I will run my SAP system on Azure, for example. So so this is. I would say the the infrastructure level that we very often see, and then it obviously comes to once once I have my SAP system, then it's about well, what do I do with it? And I like what James said with 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 Gateway. All of a sudden, it was very, much much more open. Let, let's put it like this. I mean, it, before that, you had um, the RFC connector or, or some .NET connector, the, the yeah. JCO for for Java base, yeah. but it was you, you needed a lot of know how to get started with OData, a REST based based HTTP service. Well, it doesn't matter whether you connect from a Python library, from a .NET library, from from whatever. So all of a sudden, it was about best of breed. Take yeah. the the solution that you are good with. If I'm a Java developer, okay, perfect. Then, then I develop my application in Java and I connect to my SAP system via this OData services. If I'm a .NET developer, well, then I, then I go this route and, and, and connect to my SAP system. So all of a sudden we have this huge uh, yeah, uh, huge amount of, of different solutions that that yeah. customers can can use, that partners can can position to connect to, to, an, to an SAP system. Obviously, there's one still fundamental layer that, that is required, and that's the authentication. So especially in end-user scenarios, what we see. So whether it is multi-vendor, multi-cloud, multi-whatever, multi there's one thing that end-users want, and that's a single sign-on. You, you don't want to log on to Azure Active Directory, then log on again to your SAP system, then maybe log on to, to a third system. But you want, as an end user, if you really use something in production, you want to log in once. And, and, and that's, I would say, even with all these multiple options that you now have, it's important that you have the single sign-on solution to, to streamline and, and combine all these different yeah, possibilities that you have. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those like that even that, that micro that micro piece there or not micro piece it's a huge piece but that that authentication piece is really one of those interesting things that kind of as a concept and as a technology or a technology stack or whatever you want to call it it really unifies several pieces from from what you even discussed before right because it's it's very present as a UX like user facing piece I don't want to type eight different passwords and all my stuff but but its tendrils are like all the way through all of the things, right? Yes. Like if I if I have if I have my my like let's say my Azure Static Web app, 
right? That I've done, done some work in connecting things up to the SAP, but also maybe Salesforce and also maybe Dynamics and like who God knows what else, right? From the user's perspective, one of the worst things is, oh, yep. Okay. I signed in. Now I got a text for that. Boom. Oh, and now I got to open my Microsoft Authenticator app for that. Boom. And now I got to go like s- click on an email from Salesforce. Boom. Or whatever, right? All those pieces done right in this multi-vendor, like, like smushed together in the right way are just like, people don't even know that they're interacting with eight, eight different systems through the chain. Yeah. They're just doing the thing that they wanted to do. And that's, that's, that's magic to them. And it, it, for IT, it usually sucks for about, you know, three, four months until we like put all the chains together, but then it's magic too. It's magic. I even feel good when I have a chance to sort of put all that together. It's, it's a, it's a magic feeling, I think. And, and, but, but I think the, the important real thing is once IT is able to make this magic happen and to have this magic, then all of that in this whole multi-vendor mess mm-hmm. becomes much, much easier. Yeah. Because then I I don't even care if I open up my, my Power app and connect to an SAP system. If I open a Fiori app and, and connect to my SAP system. If I log into a Salesforce system. If I connect to ServiceNow or whatever. If it's a seamless experience, then I as the end user have exactly what I want. Then, then I can really choose then I can really choose best of breed. I can use the, the, the tool that is best for the, the situation, the activities that I'm doing. But still, I'm not hindered by, oh, what was this password again? And, oh, which user do I need to, to log on to this specific system? But I have a single sign-on, maybe with a two-factor authentication, obviously, to really make sure that it's, that it's secure. But then I can really benefit from these different solutions that are available and floating around. So the, the, the vendors or customers that you work with between your guests and your podcasts or you know, whatever other internal things you're doing for Microsoft... When when those folks are really tackling kind of a multi-vendor like nightmare scenario, what are some of the problems that they run into when they look at that stuff? So I think setting up single sign-on is definitely one thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that, that that is that is definitely one thing. But thanks to Azure Active Directory, I think even and and the the open standards like OAuth or SAML, so so protocols yeah. that that are broadly adapted by yeah. by a yeah. lot of different vendors and. Um, that certainly helps to to make the single sign-on process happen. Mm-hmm. I think the, the next big challenge is now you have all these tools that are mm-hmm. well connected, but how do you bring them all under one hood, basically? Yeah, because it's 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 great if you have a fantastic S four Hana system, but if you cannot remember the URL, or if you if you have a service now system now, and uh, what was the URL to to log into the mm-hmm. system? So I think one big issue is also to consolidate this. And, and actually, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are multiple approaches. If I, you, you can build a SharePoint site, you can build an SAP Fiori launchpad and, and not only have access to your SAP system, but also have access to, to non-SAP system and all mm-hmm. under one hood. So you have this one starting place. If I look at Teams, Teams is evolving more and more as, as a central hub where you get started. So I think it's getting more and more important to, to bring these multi-cloud or multi-vendor solutions under one umbrella, ideally with the same look and feel, with the same similar user experience. But I think that is definitely something that I also see with a lot of customers that are on a best of breed journey and that that definitely say, well, I have these five vendors or I have these 10 applications, but I, I, I need to consolidate them under under one central entry page or something like that. Right. So uh, 
brings up an interesting topic to me. It's so we've seen this a lot. I mean, we work around the the SAP space, and obviously, a lot of customers jump down on Project Embrace and move their SAP workloads to Azure. But you know, for us, I mean, we're we're more on the software side of things, and I think an interesting conversation that we've had on a number of occasions is what next, right? You know, we, we've got this, we've got, you mentioned you, we have all these tools. We, we have our infrastructure more or less in place. Hopefully we've done, you know, plumbing with Azure AD and some of those kinds of things. But, you know, in your experience, what, what does that journey look like next for customers? You know, because we, we look at the, the, the PaaS layer within Azure and, and, you know, just a wealth of services. You know, it, it's almost daunting at times to think, you know, okay, well, well now they're on the grid, you know, and all these, you know, possibilities, IoT and, you know, portal integration and all these things. Like, what does that look like in, in your experience? I think also there, there are at least two different tracks that I would see. So so there's definitely the, the management infrastructure operational track where customers then all of a sudden see, well, I don't need to maintain a backup system. I can use Azure Backup for SAP, for example, where, where there's a pass service, as you said, so I can just leverage this one. Or similar with Azure Monitoring, I, I, I can really use um, Azure Monitor to analyze my SAP system. I can use Azure or Microsoft Sentinel to get additional insights on, on security specific. So, so I think this is one thing where, where we see that customers very often get started with a lift and shift. Just get my SAP system into Azure. I still have sure. virtual machines and everything. Maybe I'm using a little of this tight sizing, right sizing, but that's it. And then the next step is really to, to leverage the pass offerings that are available on Azure, which is fantastic. And, and there, there's a lot of benefit in that, obviously. My heart, to be honest, is, is more in the, in, the, in the other direction when we start. Well, now let's, let's try to innovate. Let's really try to extend, integrate my, my systems. And one thing, for example, that is, that is top of mind for a lot of customers right now is the Teams integration. So now I have my um, SAP system. Maybe, maybe it is already S4. Maybe it's um, an, an, a legacy system. Maybe it's a success factor system or something like that. So a SaaS solution. But um, I know my users, probably also very much driven by the pandemic, they're now using Teams. So yeah. is there a way to integrate my SAP solutions into Teams and there, there are multiple ways to get started. It can be a simple iframe integration. So again, this the starting point. But when when it really gets exciting is well, can I create a chatbot that interacts with yeah. an SAP system? Can I create a leave request by just interacting with a bot and not remembering the URL for the leave request application or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so so the, these kinds of integration, these are the things that that get me very much excited when, when we talk about um, Teams integration, Office integration, obviously, yeah. um, what what you can do with adaptive cards, what, what you can do um, yeah. with actionable messaging. That's something where where I think there are so many opportunities what we can do there. You know, for, sure. for us, Power Platform and Power Apps are near and dear to our hearts in, in this mess. Well, for solving the mess, not that they're part of the mess, they're for solving the mess. They're they're wonderful. But what kind of what kind of action do you see over in that power platform, power apps space? And how does that is that does that fit in your in your innovation bubble, let's say? Because it's it's a hot topic these days, right? It's it's low code, no code, no code is a huge, 
huge thing in the world. Like you can't, you can't open a website without getting like blasted with like eight different like Gartner charts that are telling you who's where in the low code, no code space. But where's for, for you, when you look at the power platform landscape, where, how is that playing into what you're talking to people about and what you're doing? So that's what I explicitly didn't want to mend, uh, to start with the power <laughs> platform because I, I honestly think the power platform is just amazing an amazing extension to to what we are doing with SAP or what uh, what you can do with SAP. Remember, um, the mantra from SAP currently is keep your core clean. Don't yeah. develop in the SAP system, but develop outside of the SAP system. And, and obviously now it's up to you how you want to do this. You can do this on the business technology platform. No, no question about this. You can develop a Java application. You can um, develop a .NET application, or you can empower your users in the company to create their own applications using the Power Platform. And we have this one marketing slide that says something like Power Platforms better together or something like that. So where we really show how Power Platform with SAP um, provides a huge, huge value add. Mm. Because I think there are, I mean, first of all, the Power Platform itself is an, is an amazing tool set with millions of, 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 of active users in the meantime. So yeah. there's a huge community behind this, mm -hmm. um, which allows you obviously to create these all these low-code solutions in, in Office and so on. But we also have a very strong integration into SAP. And I think that's really what, what empowers users to play around with the solution and provide really meaningful or create really meaningful new applications. That's something, I mean, I, I can talk about a few customer examples that really blew me away. But I think James said in, in one of the last episodes that um, in, in the past, there, there was always this, this, this discussion, well, I have an idea that I want to do something. So I, I go to IT, I, I discuss the topic, and, and finally they, they have time to do it and they develop it. And I, I think James said in one of the, the last shows, um, by the time it's done, it's no longer relevant. And that's exactly the thing. And, and I, I'm not blaming the IT department. I mean, they, they have to follow certain processes. It, it takes time to get a good developer to work on this. With the Power Platform, um, I can do this by myself. I, I, I can just open up the Power Platform. I can connect to the SAP system. I can create my application. I can make it good enough for me that I am really productive. I can share it with my, my colleagues and so on. They can be really productive. And then if something else comes up, I'll create a new power app or, or I'll enhance the existing power app. I'm really empowering the end user to create new applications, to solve business problems and connect to the SAP system. Yeah, man, that it's weird coming from a, so, so it, both in my past and current professional life, you know, SAP is a kind of a cornerstone thing. Right. Between being an employee of a company whose job it was to like produce ABAP stuff to being to being a consultant to like sort of I emerged from the SAP system to help people connect from and to SAP, right? The the degree to which SAP data is the core of so many things is astounding to me. And the degree to which people, places, you know, companies spend their time getting SAP data out of SAP and off to somewhere else it can be useful is also astounding. And that this, 
we should have called this series the James and Paul Love Power Platform series, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just because because that that idea of like simplifying how you how you get and interact with SAP data is like that's a trillion dollar idea right there by itself, right? Oh, I can't. It's it's like every every I don't know every ten seconds there's another new connector of some kind that's yes. published to to the to either to Microsoft or the other. You know, Google has Data Fusion as a tool that they use for, and they have SAP connectors, and AWS has like a marketplace that says lots of this kind of stuff too. And I'm sure the other hyperscalers have things like that too. It's it's such a common thing that it is as clear to me as anything that. There's so much value in the SAP data and processes, and the world has just lagged behind in in getting that out there. And to me, Power Platform is one of the things among the forefront of the things that changes that equation, that makes it go from like, oh, how do I to like, yep, I'm going to open it up and go, just mm-hmm. go. Well, I feel like we've kind of gone almost full circle just in the course of this episode, thinking about yeah. you know the early days of Duet and Portal, and you know, I mean, in many ways, these aren't new concepts. You know, even things like Visual Composer, yeah, yeah. You know, like a forgotten footnote in history. But <laughs> you know, I, I think if I can, you know, reach back and you know to my 2003 self, you know, like I think we all kind of had this vision of what could be. But there are a lot of technical obstacles, and you know, I don't know that any of us could have predicted just how fast the cloud would unlock so many of these, you know, bottlenecks yeah. <laughs> that, that we we kept running into with these these other kinds of tools. But you know, I, Paul, you mentioned. I mean, just it's the excitement. I mean, yeah. I, Every time we talk about this stuff, it's like, oh my god! (laughs) I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm still excited about the new and weird ways. Good, good connotation of weird, like weird, cool, not weird, like icky, weird, cool. The new and weird, cool ways of making things like happen for people. It's just, I can't Mm. believe that we get to be magicians every day and make things yeah and but but i think the 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 huge benefit here and as also compared to 2003 or or whatever it was now we can give the power to the end user mm-hmm. but in a controlled way because yeah. um, i mean power platform is fantastic but i was in so many customer discussions where power platform was already used at the customer for automating your office automating your 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 let's call it your windows steps but when it came to sap the SAP department that the, cost, um, the customer was, for good reasons, blocking and saying, no, 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 I actually don't want you to connect to the SAP system because this is our business critical system. If this goes down because you do something stupid with Power Platform, then our whole business is in trouble. And the, the beautiful thing with the Power Platform is, I think, that we are addressing these concerns, yeah. that we are saying, first of all, whatever you do with the Power Platform is nothing that you cannot do without Power Platform anyways. So if you can connect to the SAP system today or with the Power Platform, then you can also connect to the SAP system without the Power Platform. So this is a a given entity. But with the mechanisms, with the connectors that we have in the Power Platform, we can empower the SAP department to control what is actually happening. So they can 
um, establish throttling mechanisms with, with an API management, for example. They can um, really make sure what are the connectors that are allowed to connect to the SAP system. What permissions um, should these end users really have to do in the SAP system? And talk to the SAP department. I, I, I can tell you a few customer stories where and we went to the customer and said, look, your end users would like to use Power Platform to connect to the SAP system. And the SAP departments were saying, really, no, we will not allow it. Then we went into a discussion and explained the possibilities, what you can do. And all of a sudden, and this really happened several times to me, the IT department says, look, we'll now champion that our end users should use Power Platform to connect to the SAP system because we had so many requests for, from end users asking us to develop this application and develop that application and this and that. And we were just saying, we are overloaded. We cannot do this. Now we are setting up a practice that exposes APIs in a controlled way. We make them available via the Power Platform. And now our end users can pick these APIs can create applications. They are not bothering us anymore. So, so we are offloading our work to the end users and everyone is happy. And that was really something where I was so blown away that customers that were very much against introducing, and especially the IT department to be, the SAP yeah. IT department to be, which yeah. I understand again, it makes total sense. But if you go in a good discussion with them and explain the benefit then they can completely turn around. And all of a sudden, they're your biggest fans. They're your biggest champions. And that is something that that made me so exciting about the, the, the Power Platform because it just fits extremely well together. I, I think uh, it, this is something that James and I talk about a lot in our sort of internal discussions about whatever. But like, if, uh, like I think one of the keys here is like, that I think every like every IT manager in some fashion or another spends like some ridiculous, terrible part of their day looking at a backlog of business requests that they don't have the people to do, <laughs> right? And they're prioritizing and shifting and flipping and budgeting and all that kind of stuff. If they if they only knew how many of those requests could just be put right back in the hands of the business to solve for themselves with these kinds of things, the like that list would shrink. And then those IT departments could go back to or or push forward on more of that innovation stuff. They could they could push the boundaries further if they took this step of the the unlocking mechanism. I think of of the the low code no code power platform and all those kind of tools. And now just think of this: this list is only the tip of the iceberg of the ideas that a lot of business users have in your company. Yeah. There's so much unused potential because yeah. just if I have a fantastic idea, or if I could just automate these five steps and write the data back to the SAP, I'll not send a request. I won't even say it. Yeah. Never do it. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I am empowered to do this. Yeah. I can do this on my own. And if it doesn't work, well, okay, then it doesn't work. But if it does work because of the power platform, because of the connection that I have to SAP system, that's where where there's a, there's really. A huge treasure in the in the in the different companies, and yeah. that's not used at the moment. Yeah, such a great point because you you talk about the business. You know, the business is almost conditioned to a point that they never like they have the idea, but they don't even bring it up. It's on the other side of that, saying, "Gosh, I really wish I knew what the business wanted. <laughs> you know, what what is the thing? You know, that, that yeah. really make their their life better." So. Okay, here's a key thing I want to get from you 
just and and go go broad and and wide on this question. What's missing right now in in what you do and what you look at who you work with, people, vendors, customers, whatever. What what are people or vendors not doing that they should be doing in in the multi-vendor SAP Microsoft and other spaces? What are they not doing? What are they missing right now that's right there that you just wish they would grab onto and go with? With the exception, let's let's caveat this, with the exception of Power Platform, knowing that we all have, you know, amazing like ah for that. But other than that, what are people missing? I think one thing is this, and, and I know it's a buzzword, but I think it's it's very, very true, is this fusion of teams concept. I think in a lot of companies, if, or, or also at, at partners, you have your SAP department, you have your Microsoft department. Yeah. And in both departments, they are fantastic people. But very often, they don't even talk to each other. They, yeah. they are not yeah. exchanging thoughts. They are not um, sitting together. They are not um, collaborating and, and having ideas. Well, I have this cool tool. Oh, I also have a cool tool. Can we bring it together? Yeah. I think this um, that that people work together. I think that is something that that is um, missing in a, in a lot of enterprises at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in, in 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 some some consulting companies that I that yeah. I work with them. Yeah. Um, it's actually me or others that, that bring these two people together or these two groups together, and then we can make something even better out of this. Yeah, similar like the, like the example with the SAP IT department blocking because of very good reasons and the business users then not approaching the IT department anymore and, and ga- giving up, basically. So this communication, this the different teams are actually working together. I think that is something... That would be so easy to fix, but but this is something that that I think is is is, is missing missing with with a lot of companies at the moment. Okay, okay. To our listeners, listen to what he says. Work together. Okay, <laughs> so we're making sure we get that. But so here's so here's the flip of that question a little mm-hmm. bit. What are you excited about, or what are you looking forward to, like near term slash maybe even long term in the future as you sort of survey your place in the tech world? Like, what are you excited about that's going to either revolutionize or completely turn over or whatever your your life or our lives or your work or whatever? Like, what, what are you looking forward to that's like just peeking up over the horizon right now? So maybe there, there's one thing that, that, that really surprised me. And so I, I, I used to be a developer 15 years or something like that ago but uh, uh, but I if you if you ask me now to to do pro development I would probably not be so good anymore uh-huh, yeah and um, now github recently introduced copilot for visual studio <laughs> and I started to play around with this and it's just mind blowing and um, I mean I I, I know how to develop a little I, I still do obviously yeah yeah so I, I start writing my code, which I remember. How was it in 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 .NET or in C yeah, Sharp yeah. or in Java or whatever? And then all of a sudden, you get this suggestion and say, "Hmm, that looks oh, actually good." You press yeah. tab and you have it. And that is that is something that really changes my way how I um how I am developing. And now, what I find even more exciting is what Microsoft is doing to bring the same technology in the power platform because yeah. that's for me just mind-boggling because 
who is the Power Platform for? It's mainly for the business user. It's, it's not for the pro developer. I mean, pro developers can also use it, of course. But but the, the idea is often that the business user, that the creator opens up Power Platform. And then you start um, dragging and dropping uh, fields. You have now a beautiful gallery in, in, in Power Platform. And then you say, well, it would be nice to filter this for a certain value. Or I want to format this specific date time field not like it is written in the SAP system or, or in any system that I see now here, but I would like to change it to something else. And now what we are doing right now, and it's, it's actually really in preview. So I, I tested this and, and certainly similar like Copilot, not everything is working yet, but I, I really tested it that, that I have this date in Power Platform, uh, yeah, in the, in the Power Platform now, which is in a strange, weird US format. And I want to have it in a European format. And I just type in, this is how it should look like. And the GTP3 model, so, so the underlying AI technology behind Copilot detects what I want to do. It translates this into a PowerFX formula mm -hmm. and I have it there exactly as I want. And that's something, or, or, or if I have a, a filter, I want to sort my, my, my tables, then I just like sort this table ascending by name. And then it translates, Power Platform translates this into the, write power fx statement and i have it there and that's for me true enablement of the business user again this is not something that is working 100 percent today and that, that's that yeah. I, I need to say this but it is a first glimpse if, if i look now one year two years in the future or maybe six months I, I don't know but this is such a huge empowerment of the business user that i think will will completely change how users are going to use the power platform. And that's something that I'm, I, I know it's just on the horizon, but the way how GitHub and, and, and Copilot excited me and in, in Visual Studio Code, I can see that the same thing will also happen for the power platform for the business user. Honestly, I don't have, when I ask people that, I don't have answers in mind, but on, truly you gave the best answer. Like in, <laughs> in my opinion, but in other words, you gave the answer that I would give too. In terms of in terms of in terms of software development, anyway, like there's there's nothing I think that's going to change the world of development more than breaking the barrier between me saying what I want and me mm -hmm. coding what I want. Because as we all know, right now that's a that's a tough barrier. It takes years of your life to go from. I understand like kind of what I want to have happen and then making like making a language, making a programming language, do that thing. It, it's like, it's not an easy human mind translation. It takes practice. It takes time. The, the, the GPT three, which I, when I saw Microsoft license that from open AI, I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, here we go. Now we're going to have some fun with software development because that's exactly, that's exactly the kind of thing we should be doing that, that further knocks down these barriers of yep. I can't do like imagine imagine how much more when when that's when that's working like good enough to be just like at that level that'll be like that next layer of icing on the the like low code no code cake is is that like yeah I I'm just gonna tell the computer oh yeah when that one's when when that one is greater than fifty turn this box blue exactly. and it will write the code to do that and now yep. it's in my app and that used to be. That used to be like that would like disappear into one of these IT managers lists 
and like yeah. never get done. And now exactly. you just say it and the machine, it just happens. Oh, I could not, I could not overstate how much my, like my nerd heart beats for that very, <laughs> that very thing. Oh, well, you know, and, and oh. it's not, it's not just for citizen developers. I mean, uh, as someone yeah. who writes code every day, I can tell you, I will have my IDE open in one window and I have Google open in the other, <laughs> yeah. and I've been writing the same code for 20 years. And yet I get to a certain statement and I can't exactly remember the syntax, yeah. just those little things, you know, that you touched on there. It's, you know, Every little bit. I mean, you know, how, how much, how many hours of the day are wasted on? I can't exactly remember that formula. Yeah, yep. <laughs> what is that function again? Yep. And, yeah. Well, okay, Holger, we genuinely thank you for your time. This has been yes. this has been like amazing for us to sort of like mesh up our two lives with someone who also lives in that mesh, right? And also, of course, to hear your perspectives on the on the the, the vendor space and this kind of stuff. We so anyway. Long story short, thank you very much for for coming on, taking your time. I know it's later in the evening where you are. Really appreciate that from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Real quick, before we let you go, anything to plug? I I know conferences coming up, things like that. Promote yourself. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Promote yourself. Unfortunately, there are no, there are no conferences. I would love <laughs> to go to a conference again and, and present, but you do have the pod. You guys have a podcast. Oh yes, thank you. Yes, of course, we, we do have a weekly podcast, um, the SAP on Azure or the unofficial SAP on Azure yeah. video podcast. We try to publish a video every Saturday morning uh, where we talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since I am a huge fan of the whole integration topic, we will we'll also put a focus on on these topics but but we'll also talk infrastructure and stuff like that sure yeah awesome okay good stuff i can highly recommend it check it out yeah i i absolutely watch it too okay guys we we will now close the doors and let our listeners get back to their lives and on their way so again thank you from us at uh, from us at switched on thanks everyone see you later thank you very much 